Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February 21st in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Pray you had a God family country filled weekend as I did. And a quick recap of Saturday's broadcast. We had our guest with us two hours, Mr. Eldon Stahl. He is the field coordinator for the John Birch Society in my region, the Rocky Mountains, if you will. JBS.org for the John Birch Society, thenewamerican.com for their incredible award-winning magazine. They've been telling the tale of liberty spot on for decades. We also talked about Spotify's deal with Joe Rogan. We all thought it was $100 million. It turns out it was well over two hundred. million million dollars ladies and gentlemen i know that's not even comprehensible but you know what the bottom line is artists are complaining you know spotify getting rich as could be with them paying out that kind of money to a talk show host wow but you know what they say joe rogan is who brought spotify onto the map and made them a huge media company <laughs> kanye west is releasing his new album it's called donta or donda Donda 2, and they say it'll boycott streaming platforms required to buy his $200 stem player. West argues that major streaming platforms treat artists wrong, unfairly. Artists get just 12% of the money made from their offerings. Yeah, it's time to free music from this abusive system. It's time to take control and build our own, says Kanye West. Well, all I can tell you is I agree with Kanye, or Yee, or whatever the heck the dude's name is now. <clears throat> He's right about that. You know what? Um, big conglomerates <clears throat> are getting rich at the expense of us all. Now, one of the things that Kanye says that I think is really important is, is we need to take control back and build our own. He's right as rain on that, and that's why, literally, ladies and gentlemen, since 1996, that's when we bought our first radio station. We were in the media before that, but we didn't build our own, so to speak. But in 96, we literally bought and ran an AM radio station for a decade, learned the ropes of the business by hard knocks. Then we went into nationally syndicated radio exclusively. Now, we syndicated our show right from the start almost, uh, but then we uh, decided let's get rid of the radio station and let's go nationally syndicated globally, if you will, on the Internet and more. And we've done that and been incredibly successful. The current radio network, Liberty News Radio, uh, one of the radio networks that carry this broadcast right now has been in existence. We cranked it up in 2009 because John Statmuller kicked us off for public broadcasting because we wanted to use our own board ops or our own producers 
because the ones that he had for us weren't doing a good enough job. And when we said we were going to get our, have our own producers produce the show, he went crazy and literally jettisoned us on the spot. <clears throat> and I said, don't worry, John, we've got 30 days to negotiate this. He said, no, uh, you're off tomorrow. And I said, all right, damn it, now you've pissed me off. And I hate to use that language on the radio, but you need to understand, I, I literally <clears throat> was growing my show, putting my heart and soul into it for a long time. And then I had a guy saying, I'm going to take you off the radio immediately well i got very angry and stood up or stayed up all night long and built myself a radio network in less than 24 hours and we were on the air the next day and john statmiller freaked out at the time and said oh my gosh i didn't think you'd be ready so fast can i take your show Uh, because i don't have another show to replace it i'm not ready that fast i said sorry john that's what happens when you do that to people like me that isn't happening to me ever again And so, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of radio networks and a lot of radio stations and everything else that take this broadcast now, and I'm grateful for every one of them. But I will not put myself in a position again where people can take me off the air like that. You can drop your carrying of my show, maybe, but you will not be able to drop the show. The only way they can do that is if they just shut me down from the whole Internet. And that's why I don't take a lot of these sponsors uh, or do a lot of the different things uh, anyway. That I that I that others have done. I don't I don't do that because I don't want to be caught in a bind ever again. But we've been on the air ever since with that network, along with many others since 2009. So there you have that. All right, the presidential election. Betting odds have Donald Trump as the clear favorite in 2024. Would you vote for Donald Trump in 24? I ask you that question. You got to think about it. My answers are clear, resounding. No, Donald did a lot of good, ladies and gentlemen, but he did a lot of bad too. We're worse off as a country since the Donald days, I'll tell you that right now. But since 2016, when he rolled down on the escalator, we're a worse country even after he was in office for four years. He accomplished a lot of things, but most of them were by executive order. I would call it by executive fiat, which means the next fiat just gets in place and erases it all, right? The number of migrants encountered at the southern border in January was nearly double that in 2020. Or 2021 when uh, Joe Biden took office. So bad, bad news. Donald's doubled, or I'm sorry, <clears throat> Biden's doubled uh, the illegals at the border. But you know what? Neither of them were doing a good enough job. They didn't build the wall like we were promised. There was a lot of talking about the building the wall. There was a little bit of patching of the wall, but nobody really built the wall. Does the United States need to strengthen its relationship with Israel? I say the answer is a clear resounding no. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live with Eldon Stahl. Hour two, we talked about this incredible article from Pat Buchanan. Is democracy dying or is America disintegrating? <clears throat> Buchanan.org. We don't have a democracy, first of all, so, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I'm just telling you, it's interesting how everybody's understanding that America's going south. We're losing our country due to the immorality of the people is the reason that I would give. We talked about a slippery slope to socialism written by Art Thompson. And it's, it was a video as well. We played the audio. From Mark Thompson, he's with JBS.org doing a phenomenal job. We talked about mounted police knock protesters down. And over 100 got arrested in Ottawa, theepictimes.com with that piece. We also talked about the U.S. trucker convoy departing California to D.C. to protest Biden COVID mandates, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about Bidenomics driving the cost of living out of reach for most Americans. We talked about Canada going toe-to-toe with truckers 
Tony Perkins, great article on that. We talked about the Durham revelations, a cover for larger conspiracies. No one's going to prosecute Hillary over this or anything else, no matter what we think, no matter how major or minor, understand she has what's called deep state immunity. That's right. So what exactly is pre-crime surveillance? We talked about that quite a bit as well with Eldon Stahl. We talked about the Ron Paul report and played that report. Will Joe lead us into another stupid unjust war is the question. We also talked about Biden brings the world closer to nuclear war, writes the Hill, and the Ukraine mirage. Biden to take credit for stopping his own manufactured crisis, writes Jordan Shatkel. Great, great stuff. That is the recap that took place for Liberty Roundtable Live on Saturday. Available at LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, tell your neighbor. Because we're bringing forward news the networks refuse to use like nobody's business. All right, uh, enough of all that. We got that all out of the way. Got the broad recap out of the way. Kind of an update on who we are on your radio and a whole lot more. And Lowell Nelson from Campaign for Liberty is ready to take to the airwaves. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Hope you had a f- fantastic weekend filled with God, family, and country. Sure did, Sam. Good to be back with you. I was just over playing ball, morning ball, and uh, got a little carried away. A little late getting to my phone this morning, but happy to be with you now, Sam. Well, hopefully you feel invigorated, exercised, and ready to go, because, boy, do we have a barn burner discussion Today, kicking off with, again, Secure Vote Utah, incredible update and kind of a pivot. Lowell? That's right. That's right, Sam. Last Tuesday was the last day to sign the initiative petition for Secure Vote Utah. Scores of volunteers, hundreds, worked diligently to collect and process petition packets from around the state. But in the end, Sam, we collected and submitted only one-fifth of the signatures required of the 138,000 to get on the election, uh, general election ballot this year, which really is amazing stop, and, when you think about and it. And let me stop you there before you go on about that, though. They know full well yeah. that unless you gear up for literally years in advance, you'll never get it done. They've set the bar so high, it's unrealistic. That's right, Sam. But that's not all bad. I'm not a super big fan of initiative, you know, legislating by initiative. But I do believe it's an appropriate tool when the legislature ceases to represent the people which in this case is, is the case. Um, you know, the people are crying out for secure elections. And what do we hear from the state legislature? Well, nothing except let's do more computerized tabulation. Let's do more. Why don't we just fire them all? That's what the American yeah. people need to do is fire them all. But this just proves that the American people aren't engaged enough in firing their representatives, holding them accountable, or the ballot initiative. There's not enough Americans involved is the real problem. Well, and uh, our numbers were growing geometrically week upon week. So had we had another four weeks, even just twice the amount of time, we would have collected the other four-fifths of the signatures by geometric progression. More and more people were hearing about it, wanting to sign up. Even on the way to the county clerk's office, had people were stopping me wanting to sign the petition. Sam? And you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live with Lowell Nelson returning in seconds on your favorite news the networks refuse to use talk station.
For decades, leftist, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho. Because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, back with you live, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org on your radio. We're talking about SecureVoteUtah.org. They're doing a pivot. They tried to get enough signatures, simply not enough time. The uh, people interested in it were exponentially increasing. But you know what? Without major media support, it's really hard to get the word out. So they literally went um, you know, mouth-to-mouth, door-to-door, whatever you want to say, literally talking and working with everyone. It was exponentially increasing, but they flat-out ran out of time uh, per the window allotted, Lowell. Thank you, Sam. And so we're pivoting now to support a bill in the Utah legislature, House Bill 371, entitled Voting Revisions, sponsored by Representative Phil Lyman. It removes ballot drop boxes. It removes voting by mail as the primary voting method, but replaces it with in-person voting while allowing for absentee balloting, requires a post-election audit, and prohibits drive-by voting or drive-through voting. Uh, these are all excellent changes, uh, many of which were in our proposed initiative, um, and so we need to support this. This will get us on the right path, definitely the right direction, taking our elections back um, one person at a time. And uh, so we are urging our thousands of supporters to persuade their legislators to embrace this bill, HB 371. And uh, if, the, like you say, Sam, if the legislature refuses to act, we're going to work to replace them with legislators who will. And uh, we may run another initiative in 23, but uh, we would do it so that we would have much, much more time to collect the signatures. Sam? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> you know, we need to work with our legislative bodies, and what we really need to do is spend our time making sure that enough people really realize 
A lot of people are concerned about the vote, folks, but a lot of people don't understand what efforts are being made by good, honest patriots. Secure Vote Utah now pivoting to persuade legislature. <clears throat> SecureVoteUtah.org. Now, the legislative session in Utah is continuing, so one, make sure your representative know about our efforts to say, hey, let's look into this. Uh, but Utah legislature, the good, the bad, the ugly, what do we have, 10 days left of terror? That's right, Sam. And one of the worst bills to advance was House Bill 11. We talked about this last week. This is the cross-gender sports bill. allows a male to compete in all female sports after a year of hormone therapy if a commission that they establish decides that that's, all, that's okay. <clears throat> in other words, the legislature didn't make a decision. They, they passed a bill which creates a commission. And, and in other words, this commission gets to decide now whether a male can play in an all-female sport, and uh, that's based on things like, you know, how long has he taken uh, cross-hormone therapy, uh, and, uh, you know, what is his bone density, how muscular is he, does he fit in with the other girls, and so forth. Very, very, um, <clears throat> you know, we've talked about this uh, for, for a number of weeks, Sam. This really puts us uh, on, the, on a path to, to Sodom and Gomorrah, patently unfair to females, uh, and uh, it would just turn our sports world upside down for females. The, 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 the reasonable alternative to this approach, Sam, is simply let them create their own league if they want, just like the, the females did when we were kids, Sam. Uh, I remember the days when girls weren't even allowed to play basketball. And then there came a time when we did create a girls' basketball league. And at the time, uh, you know, you had six people on the team on the court at a time. You had two forwards and you had two in the backcourt. Those, those four couldn't change courts, remember? They could only play in their half of the court. And then you had two um, uh, additional girls. They could go. They could play the whole court, you know, up and down on both, both sides of the court, backcourt and forecourt. Now, I don't know if you remember that, Sam, but that is how girls' basketball began back when I was a kid. And back in the day, you know, girls weren't allowed to play sports. Well, they started their own league. And so today we got the very same situation. We have all boys and we have all girls. Well, if it, if it transgenders, if they want to create their own league and play against each other, let them. I, you know, that's up to them. But don't, don't, you, yeah. don't, Hold don't. On. We, Lol, we must, yeah. There's this term called free association in a free country, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these girls want to freely associate. With, with each other. They don't want boys on their court. That's right. And yet so, this anyway, bill... I bring that yeah. up because it's really critical to understand, ladies and gentlemen, what we have is forced segregation or forced integration on all fault lines. And they're doing it with male, female now. It is disaster. I don't know what on earth our legislative body is thinking, though, but I think they all ought to be fired, though. Everyone who voted for this should absolutely be fired. Yeah, Absolutely. I totally agree, Sam. And and you know what I would do? It, it's gonna. This bill is in the Senate now. <clears throat> today the legislature is not in session because today's a federal holiday. So it's a perfect day to write an email to your state legislators. It's probably true in most states across the country. I like to write my emails about a bill. I just keep one email per bill, and I write it a couple of days before the bill comes up for consideration. And then I send a text like about an hour before the bill is due to be considered. So that's what I'm going to do with this HB 11 today. 
the Senate's going to pick it up tomorrow, and uh, so they're going to, my senators are going to hear about it. And then another bill, Sam, this is a good bill, HB 60, uh, House Bill 60. This is a prohibition on vaccine passports. Uh, it's going to be considered tomorrow. <clears throat> and so, yeah, again today, I'm going to write my senators about HB 60, and I'm going to urge them to pass. This is a good bill. This would prohibit vaccine passports. And uh, it was circled, put on hold, basically, before discussion even began on Friday, right? So it came up for a vote on the floor of the House. They immediately circled it, meaning putting it on hold. Why? Well, probably because they <clears throat> knew that they, the, 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 the bad guys knew that they couldn't stop it. It would probably get a favorable vote. So what they wanted, they bargained for more time to put forth the so-called amendment. But what they wanted to really is to gut the bill. To, to, and, and so that uh, vaccine passports could be mandated, and um, and then and then this weekend on Saturday, you might know this, Sam. Already, Governor Cox announced an end to COVID testing sites and an end to COVID case counts, telling businesses they should no longer require masks for vaccinations. In other words, they relaxed the pressure, and this was in concert with decisions by three other organizations who lifted vaccine passports and testing requirements this week, namely the Vivint Arena, where the, the Jazz play, uh, Brigham Young University, which was going to require everybody to have vaccine passports in order to attend events, and um, also the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They relaxed their mask-wearing mandate. So very interesting uh, development over the weekend. Well, all of these announcements come the very weekend before the Utah State House is, once again, scheduled to vote on HB 60 on Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Is all of this a coincidence? Well, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Just more games being played this session by the governor and by House leadership. I don't want to fall for this deception. I, I instead, let's write our legislators today, say, I am your constituent. Please vote yes on HB 60 with no additional amendments. Keep businesses open. Keep medical information private. That's all it has to be. You send that off, and then you make sure that you text them again tomorrow before they consider the bill. It'll be a good day in the legislature if that happens. Sam? Amen to that. And ladies and gentlemen, I just, I'm just i telling you right now, uh, when we talk about the good and the bad and the ugly in the legislative session, that's where it's so difficult because how do you deal with it? On one hand, uh, the vote was 52 to 16 on this females in, you know, males, or males and female sports and everything else. Um, but 52 to 16 was the House vote. I want to get rid of 52 House members now. But yet at the same time, I want to encourage them while they're still in office uh, to vote for HB 60, the prohibition on vaccine passports. Now, I support the bill, Lowell, but I want to make it very clear in the broader sense. I don't know mm -hmm. why on earth we need a bill for this in the first place. Yeah, what I would neither. really suggest, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is this. Where do they get authority for vaccine passports in the first place? See, right. you don't need a prohibition on something they don't even have authority to enact in the first place. The problem is, as you can see from the bill above about this uh, males and female sports stuff, these lawmakers are absolutely rocked off their gourd crazy. I mean, they literally think they're God on steroids. I mean, they literally think they can just make males into females. They literally think they can just lock everybody down. Uh, 
you know, and have vaccine passports and mandates everywhere just to live your life and freely travel. They really think this in the Republic. They're getting a whole lot like Canada, where tyranny just becomes the order of the day. And you know what? A few short years ago, we thought we weren't even close to this kind of stuff. A few short years later, wow, look how close we really are. Senator Rand Paul condemning Mr. Trudeau. What is he, the prime minister, whatever it is, Canada? What do they call that guy? Yeah, Justin Trudeau, the prime is minister, it? yep. Yeah, there you go, prime minister. I don't know what he's a minister of. He doesn't seem very religious to me, but there you go. <laughs> That's what Kurt used to, likes to kind of uh, articulate. Quick pause. and we get back, we'll drill into this, though. Good for Rand Paul for speaking out against tyranny everywhere. But, man, it's as bad as in Canada in America nowadays, isn't it? Hang tight. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Sunday night, the White House confirmed President Biden has agreed in principle to hold a summit with Russian leader Vladimir Putin, provided Russia does not invade Ukraine. French President Emmanuel Macron has invited Vladimir Putin and Biden to attend a summit at de-escalating the Ukraine crisis. Details will be ironed out on Thursday. Ottawa police have cleared out the remaining Freedom Convoy demonstrators on Sunday, ending a 24-day occupation of the city's protest. A total of 191 protesters were arrested and 57 vehicles were towed since Friday. The protests lasted 24 days. Many have called Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's actions fascist. Every third Monday in February is designated as President's Day, a federal holiday originally established in 1885 and is generally seen as a day to celebrate all presidents. USA Radio News. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, because they're in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, has denied Florida residents assistance after tornadoes impacted the area. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis pushes back. Stuff's a lot more expensive than it was just uh, a year or two ago. Uh, so we understand the challenges uh, that folks are facing. Uh, as soon as the tornadoes hit, uh, FD, uh, Florida Department of Emergency Management had deployed disaster staff, recovery staff, into the impacted counties. They conducted a damage assessment with county officials, with FEMA, and with the U.S. Small Business Administration. I then declared a state of emergency, uh, and the main reason for that was to be able to unlock our request 
to the Biden administration for individual assistance. And we requested all programs under individual assistance to provide relief for the impacted communities. Um, unfortunately, that request uh, was denied. 84% of the impacted population receive Social Security income. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, riding shotgun on the broadcast today. So Rand Paul literally condemns Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, in an interview. He's right to do so. Justin's out of control, man, pushing tyranny everywhere, literally acting like the king has been violated. <laughs> They're starting to do that in America, too, Lowell. I- I'm having a hard time deciding which country's more free at this point. Yeah. We certainly do have an elected king, you know, in our own country. It's been that way for decades, by the way. It's not just new with Biden. Uh, we've had this elected king for, for many decades in this country. It's, it's, it's the wrong direction. The only way we're going to stop that is if uh, states, uh, you know, the people of the states exert their sovereignty and, you know, erect the barriers against uh, the, this encroachment by the federal authority, by the central uh, general government. And, uh you know, so that's that's something that we we need to take seriously. But uh, meanwhile, in Canada, I've really enjoyed the uh, the Rebel News organization providing updates on stuff going on in Canada. You know, the the convoy, uh, the Freedom Convoy, the truckers that across uh, the country, and really that kicked off a number of good things around the world. I think uh, convoy kicked up in Australia and in the UK, and also here in the states. So very uh, interesting developments. <clears throat> I just enjoyed last night just reading. I just got, you know, here I was trying to prepare some notes for our show today, but uh, I just took a digression and just <laughs> read all of the Rebel News articles for the past week and uh, took out a few which I thought were noteworthy. Did you know, Sam, about a, a popular radio host named Kid Carson? Um, he was, he's been very popular in the mainstream. He has been broadcasting on the mainstream news area in Vancouver, British Columbia for, for several years, I guess. Very popular. His name is Kid, like, you know, a goat kid, Kid Carson. Uh, he spoke out against COVID uh, you know, about six months ago, and then he said that there was a chilling effect around him at work. You know, people kind of didn't talk to him as much anymore. And then just recently, after speaking uh, the truth about the Freedom Convoy, they uh, did not renew his contract. That happened just last week, and um, and Carson is now out in the cold, and uh, he's starting his own podcast. He has received thousands of messages of support after speaking out publicly. <clears throat> he said in an interview, he said, why is the news not telling us the truth? We see truckers setting up bouncy castles for kids, feeding the homeless and dancing, and being just being Canadian, but the news is calling it violence. So they took a five-second clip of this man saying, I'm terrified, and they put that on the news. But I think he was just really saying, I am terrified of running out of food for these people. But they twisted it, making it seem like he was terrified to be there in Ottawa, end of quote. So that's what Kid Carson was talking about. And, you know, we see that mainstream news does that all over the country. They, 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 They do that routinely, Sam. They take things out of context, they twist it, and portray their own spin. On it. Well, <clears throat> Kid started his own podcast called The Kid Carson Show last week, and uh, I watched I first watched the first episode of it last night. It's only five minutes long, but 
I think he'll do okay. I hope he does, Sam. Well, it's and a lot then, of good uh, work. It's a lot of good yeah. work, nevertheless. There's a lot of effort uh, being put into making a serious, serious difference. And I'm really grateful uh, that people are starting to take action. They're doing podcasts. They're speaking out. They're uh, they're writing their legislative bodies. They're writing news articles. They're, more and more people are really getting engaged in meaningful ways, Lowell. <laughs> That's right. One of the fun other digressions last night, I watched a school board meeting of a, of a woman, a parent, a mom, standing up with the school board and <clears throat> calling them out on, on their flip-flopping policies about COVID and masking. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And then uh, one of the board members got, got upset that, that, uh, about what the parent was talking about, and she actually left the room in a huff saying, you know, you know, well, well you know, you, you should you know, feel like, feel like uh, I mean, how would it feel if you were up here in my seat? And the, and the parent, the mom said, yeah, we're coming after your seat, all of them. <laughs> and uh, so this is happening all over the country, Sam. Um, you know, parents are getting upset. They're, they're taking the wheel, so to speak. And they're going to unseat uh, a ton of uh, school board members. We're going to unseat a ton of uh, legislators. So just very helpful. You know, people are waking up. Uh, Mike Lindell, the, my pillow guy, uh, he had a big semi full of 10,000 pillows. He was on his way to the Ottawa uh, event just last week, and he got turned back. He couldn't even cross the border. Why? Well, because he wasn't fully vaccinated, did not have a negative PCR test in his hand. And so he couldn't even cross the border with all these pillows to hand out in Ottawa. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's news from the, the Mike Lindell front. <clears throat> and, then, and then last Friday, the Rebel News showed us the border protest in British Columbia. Uh, it began as a, what they called a slow roll near the Pacific Highway. There's a whole bunch of truckers and so forth. They're just going to drive by the Pacific Highway. They weren't going to block anything. But the police, who wanted to stop the slow roll, they ended up blocking the highway because of their efforts to thwart the slow roll. And so one of the uh, slow roll organizers who wants to rename, remain anonymous said the intention of the slow roll convoy was to serve as a warning to British Columbia government that it's not just the truckers in Ottawa who are calling for an end to the COVID-19 mandate. So after hundreds of truckers and other vehicles were barred from doing the slow roll, well, protesters started walking. <clears throat> they just walked the lanes of the highway, and, and in addition to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police officers who were doing the same thing, it's sort of like the police were stopping the protesters who were trying to walk the highway. They just ended up blocking the whole thing. And so as much as the officers wanted to, to not block, well, it all got blocked up. So... Yeah, there's activity happening in British Columbia as well as, as in Ontario. Well, they also reported, Sam, on the arrest of uh, Ottawa rally leaders Chris Barber and Tamara Litch. Uh, they also reported on uh, the police-led assault on the Rebel News journalist Alexa Lavoie. A cop struck, and I watched the video on this, Sam, a cop struck her three times with his baton and then shot a tear gas canister at her leg point blank seriously bruising her leg. She's in a lot of pain and will be in a lot of pain for a few days just because of that. Uh, why Why did the cop do that? Well, because she was filming the cops who were pushing the protesters back. Uh, it turns out police in Ottawa have established a perimeter centered around where the Freedom Convoy was, you know, Parliament there, their capital, their nation's capital, and they were broadening that perimeter, pushing protesters back out of that secured area. 
uh, police are not allowing the main, uh, they are allowing mainstream media inside the perimeter, but they won't allow rebel news reporters inside that perimeter. <clears throat> so finally, we get down to the, the point here of this, uh, this segment, Sam, uh, Senator Rand Paul. He recently appeared on a podcast, and he hammered Justin Trudeau's crackdown on the peaceful convoy protesters in Ottawa. Not only was he critical of the powers recently invoked by Trudeau, those emergency powers, but of those similar powers still on the books in the United States. And I think we here in Utah were surprised that we too had statutes, which I don't believe comport with the Constitution, by the way, but these statutes give sweeping powers to our governor, to state health department, and to county health departments. Well, the legislature is unwinding some of these. It did, it did so last year and is also doing a little bit of that this year, thankfully, throttling back some of that executive power. But Rand Paul said, I think statutes that allow presidents or heads of state to invoke emergencies are very, very dangerous. I tweeted out this morning that Canada has now become Egypt, right? The, Egypt, the emergency edict that Trudeau has done in Canada allows him to do some horrendous things, allows him to stop travel, allows him to detain people without trial. We don't know that he's going to do that, but it is very, very worrisome that he might. End of quote. So um, that's uh, news from, oh, and one other news bit uh, related to this, Sam, I might mention New, New Mexico Republican Congresswoman Yvette Harrell is promising to introduce legislation to offer asylum to Canadian protesters. <clears throat> she tweeted this, just as we provide asylum for political prisoners, we should do the same for truckers who have been subjected to violence, had their property confiscated, and their bank accounts frozen by a government that is quickly becoming the embarrassment of the free world. I am introducing legislation that would temporarily grant asylum to innocent Canadian protesters who are being persecuted by their own government. We cannot be silent as our neighbors to the north are treated so badly. <clears throat> End of quote. So, Couldn't anyway, agree more, but you gotta put, you got to put the uh, term free world in quotes, I guess, a little lull. The free world? <laughs> yes, we do, Sam. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Senator Rand Paul, though, also said that I think statutes that allow presidents or heads of state to invoke emergencies are very, very dangerous. Amen to that reality on both sides of the border, Lowell. Yes, absolutely, Sam. He recognizes. I mean, we're how, how, how different is Justin Trudeau's Canada now from, uh, say, Egypt? Right, uh, and and so basically he has the power. Yeah, he, he has the power now that the Egypt dictator has. It's, it's All right, scary. ladies and gentlemen, an unjust law is no law at all. An incredible article coming up in seconds. Ryan McMakin on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. 
Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We are reminded in the age of COVID, an unjust law is no law at all. Ryan McMakin with the article we're going to talk about in a second, but I just want to say, look, we've got to stop claiming everything is a national or everything is an emergency because then they play games with emergency powers. Ladies and gentlemen, we need the Constitution every day, but we need the Constitution more in an emergency. The checks and balances, chaining down bureaucrats, chaining down elected officials, chaining down appointed officials uh, in an age of an emergency is more critical than ever. And that's the time where they set it aside thinking, oh, we'll get back to the Constitution uh, when we have time or when it's more prudent or whatever. They Look, the Constitution is designed for emergency situations more than day-to-day living, in fact. So we got to understand when Senator Rand Paul condemns Trudeau in an interview He needs to also condemn the United States because here's the deal. We're about to crank up our own truckers convoy. Well, will we get cracked down on harder and more than Canada did? If you look at January 6th as the pretext, you kind of go, wow, it ain't going to go too well. But literally understand, ladies and gentlemen, in the age of COVID, we're reminded an unjust law is no law at all, lol. Absolutely right, Sam. Um, The mainstream media is calling the Freedom Convoy an illegal protest. They call it a siege, an occupation, an insurrection, exactly what they did on January 6th. That rally in Washington, D.C., they called that an insurrection. Well, why do they do that? Why does the mainstream frame these rallies in this way? Well, it's a political slur. They want to paint people as lawbreakers. Why? Because it casts suspicion on them, portrays them as harmful, morally illegitimate, right? Well, the regimes of the world, of course, they like to use legality as a standard for judging human behavior because those regimes make the laws. But let's remind ourselves that legal does not always mean lawful or moral. In fact, Historically, legal is usually unlawful and immoral. 
Slavery, for example, has been legal through much of human history. Temporary slavery, known as military conscription, is still employed by many regimes. And look back in the 1940s, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the imprisonment of peaceful American citizens of Japanese descent was perfectly legal under the U.S. regime during World War II. <clears throat> well, thankfully, writes uh, Ryan McMakin here, at this article posted at ronpaulinstitute.org, he says, in the United States, the value of lawbreaking is baked in <laughs> to our psyche, basically. The American Revolution was fundamental, fundamentally a series of illegal acts. The Declaration of Independence was little more than the declaration of a thoroughly illegal rebellion. <clears throat> and in response, King George III sent men to the colonies to enforce law and order. The American response to this attempt to enforce the law was to kill the government's enforcers. Less violent acts committed by American rebels were equally criminal, ranging from the Boston Tea Party to a multitude of assaults on tax collectors committed by the Sons of Liberty. <clears throat> so the bottom line, Sam, is to question the morality of what is promulgated as the law. I mean, that's the duty we have as citizens, is to challenge or to question the morality of what's per, per, put forth as legal. The regime in power will always try to outlaw things they don't like, and then they will marginalize independent thinkers like you and me, Sam, by calling us lawbreakers. Well, we see this in spades around us every day, uh, Sam, and, uh, you know, calling the occupation in, um, or calling the rally in Ottawa an insurrection is, that, is doing this very thing. They're trying to marginalize those who are actually standing up for liberty and for freedom. Sam? And instead of the media being a vanguard for liberty, instead of the media calling a spade a spade and digging in and getting both sides of the story and talking about the who, what, when, where, why reality of a story and siding on the side of liberty, the mainstream media literally is calling the freedom protests or the convoy or whatever you want to call it, the peaceful assemblage, if you will, they're calling it an illegal protest. They also call it a siege, an occupation, and an insurrection. you got to ask the question, why, Lowell? That's not what they called Antifa and Black Lives Matter and everybody else's protests uh, that went violent, uh, that went to the destruction of private property, that literally took over and sieged a whole city in the United States of America. And they didn't call those things, or they didn't call those protests terms like that. They just said the, the peaceful protest, the whatever. They didn't even use the words riots. But literally now the Freedom Convoy is being attacked uh, like nobody's business. The media in bed with the government for the narrative, Lowell. Yeah, exactly right. They, they, had, they called those things peaceful protests in uh, Seattle, for example, with the cars and, and, and buildings behind them burning. <laughs> you know, like that's really peaceful. You know, you've got your property on fire and they call it a peaceful protest. It's, it's ludicrous. Well, the yeah, American people are seeing the truth, though. The mainstream press literally, uh, in my opinion, melting down with a credibility crisis like we've never seen before. It's on uh, display for the whole nation and all free-thinking Americans to see and realize and understand. But while the mainstream press literally doubling down and backing violence and the, the destruction of private property as they back the unconstitutionality and the, the wrong-headed Black Lives Matter and and uh, Antifa and other protests, and while they then attack freedom, meaning peaceful assemblies, ladies and gentlemen, 
Ron Paul quotes George Orwell. Truth is treason in an empire of lies. That not only applies to the Trudeau situation, but it applies to the unjust wars that Biden is trying to launch us into, ladies and gentlemen. Ron Paul with a column and Mike Whitney uh, with a column, both on the same idea. And here's what I think is happening. Joe knows that everything he's doing is a failure, and that's being even exposed by the media to some degree now. He wants to bait and switch on us, doesn't he? He sure does, Sam. But there's an ulterior, ulterior motive in his doing so. We'll get to that in a moment. But the Biden administration has been warning us since October, Sam, for the past five months that the Russia is about to attack Ukraine. We've been hearing that for five months. Well, you know, last week the U.S. evacuated its embassy in Kiev for fear of a Russian invasion. We also heard that Russia evacuated its embassy in Kiev for fear of a U.S.-backed provocation in eastern Ukraine that might lead to a Russian military response. Well, Biden and Putin had a phone call two Saturdays ago, but that didn't solve anything really. If anything, it provided cover for the Biden administration to claim that they had tried to avert a war diplomatically. But Ron Paul believes this whole thing is a farce. In a nutshell, he believes Biden says to Putin, don't invade Ukraine. Well, then Putin says to Biden, we have no intention of invading Ukraine. And then Biden tells the U.S. media that Putin is about to invade Ukraine. That's That's the narrative, right? And so what the U.S. media will not report is that this entire crisis, the threat of a serious war, has all been brought about by U.S. interference in the internal affairs of Ukraine, specifically the U.S.-backed coup that overthrew an elected government in 2014. Every bit of unrest in Ukraine proceeded from that single foolish and immoral act by the Obama administration. So Ron then extols the virtue of a non-interventionist foreign policy as he finishes out his column, something he has advocated for several decades. And then we come to this article by Mike Whitney, posted at ronpaulinstitute.org, that suggests the crisis in Ukraine is not about Ukraine, but about Germany. What? <laughs> well, in particular, it's about a pipeline that goes from Russia to Germany. This pipeline is called Nord Stream 2. Now, Washington sees the pipeline as a threat to its primacy in Europe and has tried to sabotage the project at every turn. Even so, Nord Stream has pushed ahead and is now fully operational and ready to go. Once the German regulators provide the final certification, gas deliveries will begin. German homeowners and businesses will have a reliable source of clean and inexpensive energy, while Russia will see a significant boost to their gas revenues. It's a win-win situation for both countries, but not for the U.S. dollar, Sam, and that's the kicker. The U.S. dollar, the petrodollar, we've talked about that on past shows. In order, in order to sustain the petrodollar, then we need all oil purchases and gas purchases to be done, to be, to be denominated in dollars. Well, if we get this gas pipeline going between Russia and Germany, Germany isn't going to need to use dollars to denominate its purchases of gas from Russia. It's just going to have in, you know, a, a steady flow of gas. And then uh, Germany is just going to pay Russia, um, you know, it may or may not be in dollars. And so U.S. foreign policy establishment is not happy. 
they don't want Germany to depend on Russia gas because commerce builds trust and trust leads to the expansion of trade. As relations will grow warmer, then more trade barriers are lifted, regulations are eased, travel and tourism increase, and a new security architecture evolves. Sounds good to me, right? <laughs> However, well, they're free to do that know, now. Understand why would they why would they transact in U.S. dollars when both countries have their own currencies? So it doesn't make any sense that they would transact in U.S. dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Right. But we wanna we wanna force. Let me say that again. We want to force. Let me say that one more time. We want to force that to be the case, Lowell. That's right, because of the OPEC agreement from the 1970s, where all the countries that were members of OPEC agreed to de- denominate their, their gas, their uh, an oil, in dollars. Now that it's become untenable, people are wanting out of that agreement, and they want to uh, denominate their oil in something other than dollars. That's why Saddam Hussein got taken out. That's why Libya's dictator got taken out. They have threatened to denominate their oil in something other than the petrodollar. That's what's happening here, folks. And that is why this thing in Ukraine is going on. They want to create the perception, Washington, D.C. wants to create the perception that Russia poses a security threat to Europe. That is the goal. That's why this media drumbeat that's been going on since October is happening. They, w- they want to show Putin as a bloodthirsty, bloodthirsty aggressor with a hair-trigger temper who cannot be trusted. To that end, the media has given their assignment of reiterating over and over again, Russia is planning to invade Ukraine. But, well, but the, truth lies in the, the truth lies in the middle somewhere, though. I don't think that... Um that Russia's leaders or China's leaders are great people by any means, okay? Right. But I also don't think that Russia's going to invade Ukraine anytime soon unless we force the issue. Um, you know what? Mm-hmm. These countries want to have self-determination, and a lot of them are bad actors. I don't think that Putin's a great guy. He's a strong man, and he has his own agenda for sure. He does not believe in liberty like I do. At the same time, he's not the evil villain that's going to just destroy everybody around him in seconds like they want you to believe. The truth lies in the middle, Lowell. That's right, Sam. And what is left unsaid is that Russia has not invaded any country since the dissolution of Soviet Union in 89. The U.S. has invaded and toppled regimes in more than 50 countries in the same period of time. And so that's what's not reported by the media. So let's Let's, uh, yeah, I agree, Sam. Let's not uh, delude ourselves into thinking that Putin's a great guy. He's the evil, too, just like all the politicians in the U.S. The hegemonous actions of the United States, ladies and gentlemen, will have tremendous blowback. Look out, because it's coming. For Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, and Sam Bushman, God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 21st in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is hour two of two. 
and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely the checks and balances, brilliant. And one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips, we reject revolution, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Dr. Scott Bradley in the house. Hope you had a fantastic God family country filled weekend, sir. Well, thank you. And uh, I hope you have the same privilege as well as all that are listening. Uh, you know, a good reminder over the weekend to pause, take a deep breath and count the uh, many blessings God's poured out upon us all. So amen yeah, to that, absolutely. ladies and gentlemen. How about a quick update on your health? You're getting stronger every day, aren't you, Dr. Bradley? Well, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I must say that things are going well. It's much slower than I have, you know, patience for sometimes, and sometimes patience is a virtue. It's kind of like the old saying, Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. I I tend to to want to make leaps and bounds when um, you got to crawl before you can walk, but uh, we're we're doing really, really quite well, and um, I'm just I'm just looking forward to a full, full, complete recovery so we can go about all of the activities that we've always done in the past. Amen to that. And I will add, though, uh, last time I saw Dr. Scott Bradley, he was not crawling around. He was walking, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, that's true. He that's was walking a pretty good, speech. too. In fact, I'm not <laughs> sure I could crawl. I mean, uh, my knees hurt too bad. <laughs> but, uh, but no, the, uh, the, uh, the whole idea is that you're upright and uh, you're taking nourishment every day and and we do take some hikes. They're very slow. Uh, it's, but, you know, when you're on snow and ice and, and your agility's not quite what it used to be, we walk with trekking poles and, and uh, go on our uneven terrain. Uh, I think it's pretty good to go a few miles. So, uh, Amen to that. And ladies and gentlemen, let's be very clear, too. I, I highlight that just because those of you who have been listening know that Dr. Scott Bradley literally got in the hospital because of COVID or whatever attack came up around. Uh, and they literally did a number on him in the hospital, ladies and gentlemen. The protocols uh, that are in place now are just flat out pure evil. And when they say following the science, following the science, they lie, ladies and gentlemen. They are absolutely as dishonest as could possibly be. Every protocol in the hospital, and we've had Nurse Aaron and many others testify to this reality. Doctors by the dozens, but yet they're all censored and shut down and their careers are threatened and they're their reputations are destroyed and everything else. But Dr. Scott Bradley is one to tell you the protocols that they are implementing are absolutely against science and are designed to promote death. You escaped by the grace of God from this death camp known as the hospitals and their current protocols. Have I overstated it, doctor? I don't believe so. I, I really, every residual challenge I have was medically induced, and uh, I was in a medically induced coma. Extended period of time, complete shutdown, and uh, they, I mean, I had to learn how to swallow again, how to write, how to comb my hair, brush my teeth. Uh, I, like I say, the walking is not perfect, but it's coming along. But the fact of the matter is, um, the uh, they really truly are crimes against humanity, and they're using uh, drug protocols that, that have a very, very, very high percentage of deaths, uh, it's almost uh, predictable that if you get some of the, some of the protocols like Rendesivir, that uh, your chance of survival is almost nothing. The uh, intubation, the, where they put the tubes down your throat, through your mouth, that's where they damaged my swallow reflex, and uh, 
many we know of instances where people were have were being intubated that way the tubes were just being inserted and they killed the person it's um i think there's there's more godly ways to take care of things uh, god is not a barbarian not a brutal uh, his his ways are considerate of of the absolute needs of his children and and i think it's well many of the physicians I don't know how they can be so completely in violation of of their Hippocratic oath. You know, the first thing is do no evil, well, or no, no, do no damage, and uh, yeah, do no evil. You wish that too, but but they they do harm uh, very often, and uh, it is really, really, it's a hard road back. It really is, and very many people don't make it simply because uh, the the modalities. So. Everything that's happening violates the uh, Nuremberg Code that was implemented. When, you know, when they they knew of the brutality of the physicians, like at Auschwitz, you know, Mengels and those that uh, did experimental things on the the poor prisoners that were held in some of these sites. And uh, a lot of our hospitals have been converted into stuff like that. Uh, and certainly, this worldwide uh, it's not really a a medical test because it doesn't meet any of the doesn't meet any of the criteria. There's no informed consent or anything like that. No ability to withdraw from the uh, experiment. But but what's going on across the nations of the world right now is in violation of the Nuremberg Code that was set up to prevent those kinds of things from happening on uh, people that that were really without any without any say in it. And and what's going on in places like. Canada and Australia and New Zealand and over in many places in Europe and and here in the United States there's an attempt to do so but fortunately there are some things that are standing in the way of it but but it's unrelenting it's it's a complete uh, unequivocal juggernaut that's pressing forward and the the leadership that's bought into this I I really believe that at some point they'll be held accountable before God for these crimes against humanity. I, I guess you say, oh, you're overstating everything, but I don't believe so. I believe no, these I, things. I just want to make sure that I'm not overstating it. I want people to listen to what I have to say. I'm stating it pretty boldly because I think that to be the accurate facts, but I, I don't want to, in my frustration and my really anger about the abuse that we're all taking and the dishonesty while they run around and say, we're following the science. So here's the headline I wrote for this, ladies and gentlemen. We discussed Dr. Bradley's improving health and provide a reality check on the, quote, against science protocols used in the hospitals of America and around the world. And that really states it, right? It does. Uh, it, it really is a, a condition where I don't believe science has been followed at all at any point in this entire circumstance that we've been suffering under for two years now. I mean, we're within two weeks of being two years on this two weeks to flatten the curve kind of thing. You know, when you're talking 24 months of uh, progressive, and progressive can be used in many ways today, I understand, but it's a progressive advancing tyranny by progressives. And they're, and going, so they're going against science reality on everything from masks. 
I mean, they literally said science for decades said these masks don't work. They don't do any good. What they changed on a dime. They first then said do no harm. That's the creed of a, of a physician, if you will. And everything they're doing. Look, whenever someone's super sick, get them up, get them moving, uh, get them eating on their own, get them back. The sooner you get any process of the body working, the greater chance the other parts of the body will begin working as well. And they literally put people in an intentional comatose. Intentional comatose. They put them on ventilators. They literally make them to where they're absolutely brain dead uh literally intentionally drugged to the point of absolutely can't even blink can't even move stuff it's a contra science in every reality anybody with a, a grain of understanding would would literally say that well but yet they're doing it all and they've done it for two years it's not like for the first two weeks they thought it was the best idea they've continually done it for two years Thousands of deaths, thousands of deaths. Everything is against science. Every single item they take on is flat out against science. Every vaccination program has been uh, writ with problems, etc. They don't even care. They're just going bullheaded into this, and there's no way to have a conversation. You're just a nut if you bring up anything I'm saying. But they've gone against all science, doctor. Well, indeed they have, and they, they rush through at warp speed, and you can go back to the genesis of that title and everything that happened, and the creation of a vaccine that literally had days of testing is all, using a new protocol that's never worked before, that's had, they've known for years the downsides of this, and they came out and lied through their teeth that it's safe and effective. All of their circumstances and methodology to, to prove that it's safe and effective is, I mean, how can you prove something safe over a long term when you gave it a two-week test? Nobody knows, nobody knows. And, and we know personally many people, double vaccinated, booster, booster, perhaps two boost boosters. And, and literally now they're saying, oh, yeah, well, the boosters wane over a few days or weeks and about most months. And you're going to have to get boosted for the rest of your life. That isn't how these kinds of things really work. And, and what we've found is that, that the vast majority of people now that are being administered uh, these death protocols in the hospital uh, have been, uh, they're, double bo they're double vaccinated and boosted. And you look at the nations with the highest rates of va vaccination, they're skyrocketing beyond the chart as to those that are, you know, coming down with this. It does not prevent you from uh, catching and it does not prevent the spread. Now, that's not exactly what I'd call a vaccine, but there's billions of dollars to be ma made. And so consequently, all of the narrative, it's not a narrative, it's a script. All of the scripts that are out there for the talking heads, uh, they, they've bought their, their vice, if you will, to present these materials at all times. So, yeah, we, we are in the middle of a non-science epidemic that is basically exacerbated by their approaches. And their approaches literally... Uh, in my opinion, have risen to the level of flat-out criminal behavior worthy of more than prosecution. Hang tight. Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman, Liberty Roundtable, live. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is, like, really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour. And it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. 
she ran out across the street to get away from it. And the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. You know, I parked my car and I went inside. And they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people were like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. <laughs> A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Gentlemen, there's so many topics I want to discuss with Dr. Bradley. We're going to have to move from one to the next quite rapidly to get them all in, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we want to talk, and we love to talk, and we do, and we dig into topics, and we, we absolutely do a phenomenal job. But, man, there's so many topics we've got to get to them all. So we're going to put this strategy in place to see how well we fare. Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website, his collegiate series and lifelong goal to preserve the nation. FreedomsRisingSun.com. So Ammon Bundy is running for uh, governor of the state of Idaho, and I have literally, uh, in writing, publicly endorsed Ammon Bundy for that governorship of the state of Idaho. He is the best candidate by far. His understanding of the Constitution and his dedication to the sacred cause of liberty is incredible and is inspiring. Ladies and gentlemen, let's never forget that the Bundys, Ammon, his brother and father, were acquitted on all federal charges, ladies and gentlemen. The government made you believe they are terrorists. They were the bad guys. They were dangerous and a threat to society and everything else. Well, in the um, court cases that came out, the government knew that the Bundys were not a threat at all. They just said that to heighten their abusive tactics. So understand that let's never forget that Ammon Bundy, his brother and father were, listen, acquitted on all. Federal charge. I should say every charge, though, really. Uh, but yet, so Ammon Bundy's running for governor. He was running on the Republican primary ticket, and he realized what a what a fiasco that they've created on the primary platforms uh, of America. To where what they were going to do is chop Ammon off and everybody else off at the knees. So what Ammon Bundy did, he made a decision to drop out of the quote Republican primary for governor. And he decided to run as an independent, and it has literally changed the dynamics of the government. Yeah, changed the dynamic of the race, ladies and gentlemen. Changing to independent at this point was a brilliant move by Ammon Bundy. Why? Well, 
it'll allow him to literally tell the tale of liberty and call to account and highlight and bring to a um, to the minds of the American people all the abuses of Governor Little in the state of Idaho and to highlight what a freedom-loving candidate really looks like. And uh, so I think this is a brilliant strategy. People, you need to understand, you run for office for two reasons. One is to get elected, obviously. And if you get elected, fantastic. But if you don't, the next goal is to educate, 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 to bring issues up and put them on the stage for discussion that would not be there otherwise. And Ron Paul did this brilliantly several times, especially uh, when it came to the um, Federal Reserve. You know, nobody would be talking about that, but Ron Paul forced it to the stage. So one is to get elected, but two is for educational purposes. Ammon Bundy, I think it's a brilliant move to really tell the tale of freedom all the way to November. Your thoughts, Dr. Bradley? People need to understand that uh, very often, you know, they get this kind of egalitarian, big smiles all across. Oh, yeah, we welcome all candidates, blah, blah, blah. They know very well that they can filter. They've got filtering process that that will eliminate viable candidates that are principled and and the party does it in this way so what you do is you put your name in the hat you go to the convention and they have a a a voting process in the convention that eliminates uh, the bottom tier candidates if you will that and and the the conventions very often have the quote-unquote party faithful that are there that are there in the establishment okay so you could get eliminated completely in the convention early in the spring, you're you're done. No more voice. Or if you if you've done well enough in the convention that they have a primary election, they eliminate you in the primary, and then you're done. You don't make it clear until November. And so what what the process really that that Ammon's following does is it gives him an opportunity to have a presence, to have a platform, all the way through the November election. Now you diminish your chances. There are so many people that that vote mindlessly straight candidate kind of thing. Oh, the Republicans, they're the only ones. The, the, the fact is, and Ammon points this out as he dropped out, he says, you know what, I've supported the Republican um, platform all my life. He says it's pro-life, it's smaller government. You know, he goes through the various issues. He says, but but the fact of the matter is that it's they draw near to them with their lips, but their hearts are far from them, so to speak. You've heard the terminology. And so what happens is is those that get elected are, are really, truly uh, establishment individuals. And uh, that has been the case with their current governor. He, he is establishment, and he has been horrific on, on the issues that have faced the state over the last, well, particularly couple of years. He's been a tyrant over the COVID thing and everything, albeit probably better than Utah's governors. But, but the fact of the matter is it still has been very much in the establishment viewpoint and uh, Idaho has suffered because of that. So what Ammon is doing, literally, is uh, he says the Republican Party left him. And, uh, by the way, I ran as an independent in Idaho at one point a number of years ago and with the same concept. But, but the idea is um, he, he, re- he reads the, you know, the handwriting on the wall, if you will, about how they'll grin and wink and nod and, and they'll eliminate him in convention or they'll eliminate him in the uh, um, in the primary and, and then his voice is silenced he doesn't he doesn't have a presence on any ticket so as an independent he will he will if he qualifies under the uh, number of and there's some qualification standards that got to be met if he qualifies as an independent to be on the ticket as an independent he will be there in November so he'll get to carry the message clear 
through the full election process this year. So that's how it works. And I think it's a, it's a brilliant move. And uh, I hope the people will break the mold of voting the establishment back into office uh, because Idaho, can, Idaho deserves better than what they've had. Amen to that. And I, I publicly, in writing, endorsed Hammond Bundy for governor of Idaho. And I think his move is brilliant. Like I say, obviously we want to get him elected. <clears throat> we haven't given up on that by any means yet. But the other reason to run for office is for education. And now he can call them to account. Whenever they're debating something, he can have a say and say, hold on now, here's the truth, or here's the way your actions have been, or here's the money you've spent, or here's how you've gone against liberty. And, you know, he can really educate all the way through. I think his decision uh, to switch to independent is brilliant. And let's never forget the Bundys, ladies and gentlemen. Ammon, his brother and father, were acquitted on all charges just because the government's out of control. Now Ammon Bundy, where they told you he was violent, that he was going to cause a problem, all he's doing is running for office and saying, listen, I want to make a difference in America, and I'm putting my money and my time and my effort and my blood, sweat, and tears where my mouth is on this one, and he's peacefully doing it, ladies and gentlemen. This just proves who Ammon really is, in my opinion. He's a peaceful, uh, law-abiding, constitutional American who understands uh, what America is all about. This is just proof in the pudding, uh, Dr. Bradley. Uh, Sam, your listeners ought to, I mean, of course, a lot of your listeners are not even in Idaho, but but uh, just because you're in the race does not assure you a seat in each of the debates. And I think that those that support him being there ought to, you know, go to the media outlets that are going to hold debates. If they have a, a debate that, that the office is being reviewed, that he ought to be included in that. And that's a big, that's a big uh, lump. The, the establishment absolutely controls that. Uh, we've been down that path and found that they are most often unwilling to look at someone that isn't in one of the two quote unquote major parties. And they say, no, 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 we've only got two seats at the table. We've only got time for two candidates. They give you all sorts of excuses, but the fact of the matter is his, his uh, supporters need to be very vocal in convincing the media outlets that, that he, he deserves a seat at the table and uh, that they'll have a more interesting and lively debate if they include him in the debate. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm grateful for people like Ammon Bundy because what they do is they, you know what, they're movers and shakers. They change the game. They mix it up in meaningful ways for you to learn uh, what's really going on. Um, I don't know how best to say it, but I, I just hope we have more people that get involved and that take action as a result of this. All right, next topic, just as critical, is the U.S. convoy to D.C. nothing but a big trap? Are you going to have government provocateurs running flat out off the rails? I'm providing a warning about this, Dr. Bradley. I know that the attempt is peaceful. I know that the truckers mean well. I know that those who are backing it mean well and believe it to be just a peaceful. But I'm telling you right now, I'm convinced that government provocateurs, just like January 6th, this might be a trap, Dr. Bradley. I have to uh, say that I, I'm pretty convinced that regardless of whatever you're doing, you know, if you're having a bake sale for your Sunday school. I mean, I don't know if I can go that far down the, the uh, pile of, of pro provocateur issues. But but very often you do have unfriendlies that are going to be involved in there. It's the nature of the beast. We have 
the uh, the people that um, that don't want uh, liberty are well funded and, and they have a big presence but but you've you've got to be aware of that and take it into consideration and act accordingly and and warn the people so that everybody knows to watch out for the uh, the people that are there to throw the Molotov cocktail I mean and, and by so doing I think that maybe you can make a voice as well as um, point out those that are doing the wrong thing so the good doctor in the house hang tight liberty roundtable live pursuing liberty using the constitution as our guide you're listening to liberty news radio USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Until the, the tanks are actually moving, the planes are actually flying, the bombs are actually dropping, we're going to do everything we can with diplomacy and with uh, deterrence and dissuasion uh, to get uh, President Putin to reverse the decision uh, that, we, that we believe he's made. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken on CNN over the weekend, holding on to hope a war can be averted in the Ukraine by Russian forces. That glimmer of hope for the goal was announced last night by French President Emmanuel Macron. He and the White House confirmed in principle to a meeting with Russia's President Vladimir Putin as long as he holds off on launching an assault on Ukraine. U.S. officials warn violence appears increasingly more likely. Details for the meeting will be worked out Thursday if Russia does not invade its neighbor. The country of Australia reopened its international border for the first time in nearly two years on Monday. Australia's border shut to most non-residents in March of 2020 as the pandemic spread across the world. We are USA Radio News. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Hola, Carla speaking. Carla's Roofing Company always goes above and beyond. Mm, yeah, we heard about next week's forecast. She needs a new foreman to weather a storm of projects. You mean another full crew before Wednesday? Mira Jose, can you work Wednesday? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Interim Ottawa Police Chief Steve Bell on shutting down the Freedom Convoy in Canada. We moved officers and equipment into key positions throughout the city and took up 100 checkpoints around the downtown core. We began making arrests of key individuals who were responsible for organizing these unlawful activities. This morning, public order units and a significant number of officers were deployed to support our operations. We first focused on, Nicholas, on the Nicholas Street area, where unlawful protests were gathered with trucks. Even this morning, all unlawful, unlawful protesters were given many, many opportunities to leave. Officers then turned to the intersection of Rideau and Sussex, making more arrests and clearing that location. Ottawa police cleared out the remaining Freedom Convoy demonstrators on Sunday. A total of 191 protesters were arrested and 57 vehicles were towed since police began forcefully removing them on Friday. USA Radio News. Is the U.S. convoy to D.C. a government 
intentional trap, ladies and gentlemen. Beware of government-run psyops, spooks, and provocateurs, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, I don't know that you can trust this thing, and I'm warning people to be very, very careful. I would recommend not going to these trucker convoys. Again, I agree we have the right to peacefully assemble, ladies and gentlemen, but they've found a way to run every peaceful assembly off the rails. And when it goes off the rails, then those who intended to be peaceful and to assemble get the blame. Those government provocateurs who literally are even caught on video creating the provocateur actions like in January the 6th. We've documented this till the cows come home. Revolver.news and many other places have really highlighted and put together videos of knowing who done it, if you will. But yet, innocent political prisoners without even trials have been in jail for a long, long time. Ladies and gentlemen, don't let this psyop get you. Be very careful. So I support the right to peacefully assemble, uh, but they've ran that off the rails. Now, literally hundreds of events across the country by Black Lives Matter and Antifa and everybody else. Hey, they even commit violence and have private property destroyed and everything else. Not a word. They're all good. No big deal. They're just peaceful protests. I mean, you watch the mainstream press lie and say it's a peaceful protest as you see property destruction going on in the background. Okay, but yet, I'm telling you, this is most likely a trap. Um, They're going to turn it somehow against the people. And and the problem is, the more successful the convoy is, the greater likelihood it will be a trap. Uh, Dr. Bradley, am I making any sense here? You are, but Sam, i got to say, do we curl up in a ball and lay in the couch and weep and suck our thumb and never, never, never participate in anything and i i guess i'm having to say no absolutely not i'm not suggesting that every almost everything that's out there i mean you look at what came out in navarro's uh, trial for the bundies down in las vegas what happened up at the the uh, wildlife thing up there there were provocateurs there there were lives lost there were people that that uh, suffered i mean and and you read in the book of revelation about the uh, the blood of those that are martyred by the beast that uh, that are under the altar, there's going to be prices paid. And I'm not saying to go out and, you know, <laughs> offer your throat to be cut uh, without any kind of uh, concern. I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm open to ideas of how the points may be made and the, uh, the solutions brought forth. Uh, but to tell you the truth, they are tightening every screw the lid is being put on tighter and tighter constantly. You look at, at the buffoons that are running this country, and certainly look, look at Trudeau. I mean, a putz running a country into the ground up in Canada, once free people. I mean, you look at Australia New Zealand. These people are, are being absolutely contained and kept from any kind of voice on anything. And at some point, you, you have to say, if we have been contained and controlled to the point that the desperation has come to people, and by the way, the the most vulnerable of people will be the first ones to crack, I'm afraid, and they might of their own. Uh, they're they're just frustrated, confused, uh, hopeless, and and uh, and they might pop, if you will. So I think that there's a concerted effort all across every spectrum, where pressure from above, pressure from below. And I believe they are looking for a, a kind of a, 
uh, a point where violence does break out, and they're doing everything they can. I mean, it's done. It's done in a kind of a passive-aggressive way on newscasts, and and it's done by the fact that they're arresting truckers and taking their vehicles and so on up in Canada. They did over the weekend, as you know. But the fact of the matter is, there's, it's unrelenting. There's, there is, it's a juggernaut that's moving. It's crushing everything in its path. And I guess the point has to be made, sooner or later, there will probably be a breaking point. And I think they are working towards that. I believe that, that they would like nothing more than to say, oh, no, we've got to come down with a bigger hammer because the people really have gone off the rails. Well, no, it's the leadership that's gone off the rails uh, serving their masters, you know, the globalists and the, the money mongers and so on, you know. Uh, they've gone off the rails. And, th and by the way, the things that we're talking about, there's distractions from all of this. Uh, it's a circumstance where uh, the people are becoming, un they're, they're restful, I mean, unrestful. And so they're they're stirring the pot of war. So it'll, uh, you know, distract from the failed formulas of the Biden administration. They're talking like any second now, the Ukrainian thing is going to start on fire. And, oh, man, we've all got to unite and we can we can control and contain. And it, the whole thing it across the board is a, a horribly conceived uh, approach to destroying liberty. And I, I don't think that you can find I can't find anyway a uh, an action that's being taken by those that are in charge that is anything less than volatile, and they're moving along that path with the intent, I think, overall, to destroy our liberty. So what do you do? Amen to that. Hey. And so I'm not suggesting that we just uh, curl up in a ball. I'm not suggesting that we just back off and do nothing. But I am clearly uh, articulating this reality, okay? Is the U.S. convoy to D.C. an intentional trap? I believe the answer is yes. Beware, ladies and gentlemen. Now, that doesn't mean that I believe we should curl up in a ball, though. I think that there are actions that are good and honorable and moral and right and assertive that I think are wise and good. And then I think that there are things that we ought not do. And what we need to do is teach the people the right way and the wrong way to go about solving these problems. So the first thing that I would say is this. You've got to repent as a person to be right with God. You've got to cleanse your inner vessel, if you will. And until you do that, I'm telling you, you will just be blown about by the winds of the enemies. You will not have a, a grounding in, in stability and safety. And so I submit that individually and as families, we have got to turn to God and repent. And then we've got to get on our knees and pray hard to then stand up and have his guidance in our hearts and in our minds on the things that we ought do. And we need to be very careful in this. And we can avoid traps and snares if we follow God. Sometimes people will go to jail. Sometimes people will die. The blood of patriots will be sprinkled from time to time by tyrants and thugs. It's unavoidable. I wish it were different, but I'm telling you the truth. I know this is very hard medicine, and I know some would even manipulate you into believing that I'm calling for blood. They lie. Don't accept their dishonest, out-of-context lies. I'm just telling you that tyrants never give up, and tyrants don't care for life. We do. So that's why I'm warning you to be very, very careful. But first, get right with God. Get on your knees. Find out what you should do. 
And then I'm going to provide some solutions that I think are, make some sense. I believe educating the people via the new media taking center stage, as Dr. Bradley and I are doing on your radio now, is one of the great keys to listen, to stay out of trouble. You've got to pay attention to who you listen to as well. And you've got to realize, by their fruits shall ye know them. Okay, so running for office like Ammon Bundy is doing is a fantastic thing for more Americans who believe in liberty to do. Part of the reason that the thugs get elected all the time over and over and over is because most of us don't run. We're like, oh, I don't want to wrestle with the hogs. I don't want to get involved. You say, well, Sam, there's vote fraud. Well, then every American ought to be getting to their local precinct level. There's over 100,000 precincts in America, and you can challenge the vote elections there when there's fraud. You can work to put things in place to have transparent, accountable elections. You can push hard to return to paper ballots and to do things to create accountability in your area. Okay, Those are wise moves. Even a trucker convoy sounds peaceful and has a great uh, solution possible to it. But you know what? It reminds me of the Let's Go Brandon movement. You know what? I I don't agree with the um, vulgarness of the message in the first place. I get the frustration of the people. But Let's Go Brandon has no solution in it whatsoever. So you say, hey, F whatever, the president. That has no solution, no change. It just makes us stoop to the immorality level of the rest of them is all it does, right? So rather than yelling, let's go, Brandon, I encourage people to say, look, let's remove in 22 every member of the House. Okay. Don't they get elected every two years, Dr. Bradley? Can't we, in one election cycle, remove every single one of them? We indeed have, um, if you will, uh, limits to office that are already built into our system. Every two years, you could remove your House, and every two years, you can move a third of the Senate, a third of the Senate, a third of the Senate. So over six years, you've removed all of those. So you could literally, hold on, you could literally in a two-year period, they'll literally remove one-third of the Senate and all of the House. And if you took four years, 22 and 24, you could replace the President, two-thirds of the Senate, and the whole House once. And if they did right and stood with the Constitution, you could leave them in place. If not, you could replace them again. Okay, we lack the mojo of the people and the mandates necessary via the system we've been given is the problem. Dr. Bradley with me. Hang tight. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. 
Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, back with you live, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. So I'm just merely saying, I don't think we should curl up in a ball at all. But I think there's a right way and a wrong way to go about the sacred cause of liberty. And let's not fall into their traps. Let's not stoop to their level. Let's turn to God, repent, get his guidance, and go to work. We could literally use the election cycle to make a difference if we would. Even with vote fraud, we could double down and create accountability. But you know what? No matter what we do, whether we run for office, whether we push on the elections, uh, no matter what we do to try to make a difference in America, the new media taking center stage, I, I go on. We have got to have greater numbers, though. The problem in America is that most Americans are just titillated with blood and circus, bread and circus. They love violence. They love bread and circus uh, to the point where they're not engaged. And you know what? Our society is not meant for just one or two people to, you know, wring their hands and, and, and feel like we need to do something. It's meant for more people to be involved. We don't have to have the majority, but we've got to have a tireless minority we've got to have people on the ground we've got to have people that put their money where their mouth is we have people who have to literally put their sacred honor their reputations and more on the line and it can't be one or two it's got to be the few we got to have a serious serious minority that's dedicated to setting brush fires of freedom all over the nation and we really don't have that for the most part yet except for the very few of us at this time dr bradley and until that changes we're not going to gain ground no matter what we do and pushing so hard we get into trouble and go to jail it just isn't going to help the cause, no matter how sacred, no matter how important, no matter how moral, no matter how right we are on the topic. Um, you know what? Well, they say this in the scriptures. Well, agree with thine adversary quickly while in the way with him. Uh, in other words, when you're in the lion's jaws, it's not time to, to, to uh, uh, you know, try to wreak havoc. Uh, th there's a better way. Uh, there's a constitutional way. And there's a moral way uh, that, pardon the pun, trumps all that. And we got to tap into that, and we've got to find ways to make a difference. And I'm telling you, the ways that a lot of patriots are going about it will do nothing but hasten the tyranny and uh, exacerbate the problem. Dr. Bradley. Uh-oh, I think you're on mute, doctor. Okay, let's there see you what go. we got here. Yes, no, sir. I can't. Okay. The, uh, or we all have a responsibility to act within a sphere of our own influence. And as we alluded earlier, the, the uh, opposition is attacking at all levels, pressure from above, pressure from beneath. Uh, the, uh, the Leviathan is not getting smaller. So we've got to expand our ranks of people that are principle-based with those the, the founding principles, and it, they've got to become engaged. And maybe, maybe my level of expertise, if I have any, is more towards the federal or general level of the government. 
and and maybe someone else is is really a would make a great mayor or city councilman or a, a, a board of education person but the point of the matter is everybody's got to get engaged we cannot leave this to the hands of someone else we each have a duty and responsibility everybody has skin in the game on this thing and so the, the, the but the basis of it is educational if if we continue to allow the Marxist and uh, humanist educational system to hold sway and continue to raise up a generation of those that are imbibing of and steeped in the doctrines of Marx and Engels and, and Dewey and, and uh, you know, all of the uh, Keynesian economics and so on, we're going to continue to lose. And honestly, the, the public education system has not only failed us, it has been a huge instrument and bringing about the um, the failed government processes that we currently have, uh, it's it's astounding how many young people today think that from each according to his ability to each according to his needs is a constitutional uh, aphorism, if you will. They're not. It is absolutely Marxist in its origins, and so the education system, people need to step out of that. It is completely saturated. It is completely taken over by the individuals that are trying to destroy our our nation. I don't know as there's uh, even a 1% uh, ranking of those that currently hold key positions in our education system that would ever stand with the founding principles. And Well, we, and let, let's be very clear. This is the problem. See, Americans won't even hardly take their kids out of government school. Yet they want to rage and they want to, you know, be called a domestic terrorist by the FBI because they're at their government school building and the government school won't let them in. So they put their foot in the door and uh, say, hold on, wait a minute, we have a right to be here. And, and, and then all of a sudden they call the cops and people get arrested for trespass and all these other game playings. Look, until Americans get hardened and serious, <laughs> you know what, these um, battles that seem to be a little bit more scrappy. Uh, or whatever you want to call it. We're not ready for them, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not willing to pull your kid out of government school and be responsible for your own child's education, don't tell me you're ready to go ahead and get involved in a trucker's convoy where they're going to start arresting people. And if you're not very careful, you know what? you got unions and truckers and everything else, so pretty soon people's heads might be beaten in and everything else. You don't want to be the one to ratchet it up. Okay, we have got to teach people. Let me give you an example. Black History Month is going on right now. And as Americans observe Black History Month, African-American families are making history right now. This is something the mainstream press is not telling you, but it's a good news move. And it's all been the education that we and all kinds of other people on your radio and on TV and everything else have done. But look, these black African-American families are leaving failing government schools and they're homeschooling their children in record numbers. It's phenomenal news if it goes right. There's a warning in this, too. And this is what I mean. While homeschooling increased among all racial and ethnic groups during the, quote, pandemic lies, the rate skyrocketed among African-Americans, Census Bureau data shows. Homeschooling among black households jumped six-fold from 3% in spring 2020 to 18% in spring 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, relatively equal proportions now with white folks. Black and Hispanic households now homeschool their children more than ever. Now, it's great news. And so the question is, are homeschooling, I'm sorry, are government schools failing black children? 
And the question I, I broaden it to are, how about all children, huh? Now, I'm going to write, change this headline and change it from public to government schools. Because that's what they are. They're not public at all, if you understand. Uh, but anyway, Dr. Bradley, this is what I'm talking about. Until we get greater numbers, until we get Americans hardened up enough for some of these real battles that need to take place uh, to stand for liberty, you know what? We're not at all ready for these kind of things. You've got to educate. They've been indoctrinating our kids for a long time in socialist principles, in communist principles. And now people are waking up and realizing what's been done to them. But we can't have a knee-jerk reaction and just get people in trouble. And, well, every parent's a domestic threat, says the FBI, in bed with your local school board. Okay, They're taking off the gloves because they're ready for it. We better uh, be wise as serpents, harmless as does, because we're not ready for it. And what we need to do is get ready for it. I say, look, if your government school's that out of control and your government school board's in bed with your FBI and your government to call you a domestic terrorist, just take your kid out. If enough Americans took their kid out of the government school, the government school would be done tomorrow, Dr. Bradley, and it would be peaceful and it would be legal. Your thoughts? Well, you're, you're on target with this, and, and I will always caution people that if all you do is let them in your home with their indoctrination schemes by say you know, there, there's a big movement. Uh, again, we've talked at some length about this, about the uh, my hope uh, decades ago was the American homeschool movement. I thought America had some hope. But what, what has happened is, is the homeschool movement in many, many, many ways is being co-opted by, uh, you know, your public education system that's saying, oh, oh you're going to take your kid out? Well, let us help you with that. We'll provide educational material. We'll do online training and instruction with with certified teachers that, that will give your kids the same educational level experience that they would get in the uh, a public education uh, classroom. And, oh, it, it won't cost you anything either. Taxpayer dollars will support this. And, and you have just been totally co-opted. And, and what's happened is that, that you've taken your kid out of the classroom and put the, this, this uh, indoctrination center at your computer station, in your home, at your kitchen table. Uh, I think they have to be wholeheartedly, unequivocally, and totally and completely rejected. Uh, the, the woke crowd is running the education system. The Antifa, the Black Lives Matter, the uh, critical race theory, uh, you know, all of these things, the, the 1619 Project people, it's, and I, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of thing where Basically, the Marxist approach, 10th point of the Communist Manifesto, is being applied now across edu home education. So I wholeheartedly support the idea of removing the child from the, uh, I, I would call it the polluting nest, and, and bring them home to your nest, nurture them, teach them, raise them with love. I suspect that if more and more families homeschool, you'll find that the, the, the core family, the traditional family, will be strengthened by it. Father has a role. I used to, when, when I was very much involved in the homeschooling movement, because we, again, entered it in the bleeding edge, if you will, of this whole thing, I used to go about, and, and I a lot of number of presentations I used to give as I was asked to talk about. One of them was the father's role. The father must play in the game and be wholeheartedly in this, you can't just say, oh, I'll turn it over to my wife, and it'll be okay. I'm going to go about my football games, my basketball games, and, oh, yeah, I'll go to work every day. 
there has to be skin in the game from everybody in the family. And the frustrations have got to be shared. The love has got to be unrequited. And, and I think we can do it. And it will, it will break the back of the indoctrination center, but it also, I think, will strengthen the traditional family. That's my experience. But there's a right way. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it, though. Getting your kids out of school is wonderful, and it's a great start, but it ain't enough. If you bring the government right into your home, <laughs> they've simply ratcheted it up and tightened the screws even further, and you haven't done any good. You have got to take over the education, and you've got to deny them the ability to educate the hearts and minds of your children. And I bring this up because this is an example of the peaceful things I'm talking about. We want to riot in the streets. Or peacefully protest and we want to wave on the truckers and we want to but yet what happens when it comes to the hard work of stopping the government thugs uh, the socialists the communists the whatever from indoctrinating our children then people say oh no Sam I don't want to do that I don't have any way to teach my kids uh, I need a government babysitter to do it I, I Sam I'm gonna go down to the school board and try to get them to straighten out look they've been betraying you and lying to you dishonestly for decades you think you're getting involved now, and then they double down when you get involved and call you a domestic terrorist from your local school board straight to the FBI, okay? And then you think that you can reform this, okay? You're absolutely delusionary. You're absolutely off your rocker nuts. If you think the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, compulsory education for all, if they're going to give up their agenda, they're just going to somehow appease you, pat you on the derriere, and send you away so they can continue lying to betraying you and your whole family has got to be something that you take seriously and everybody i talk to about it just goes i know sam you're right but for now i'm doing this well you're going to lose the battle because you don't have enough integrity you don't have enough guts you don't have enough mojo we the people are soft and they're literally having their way with us and it's not going to change by hoping somebody else gets it done for you final word to you dr bradley 20 seconds it takes work to preserve your liberty, and if you think you can do it from your couch, you got another thing coming. But God can only bless our efforts if we're willing to put our efforts in. It is God, family, country, ladies and gentlemen. It is about protecting life, liberty, and property. Ladies and gentlemen, for Dr. Scott Bradley, his collegiate series and lifelong goal to preserve the nation, freedomsrisingsun.com. Donate liberally. Every penny will grow our presence in the media. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrighteonRadio.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.